De la patrulla de Minos de California. Weather headlines for today, yes. Welcome to the Revenue Generator Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear how industry leaders integrate sales, marketing, product, and customer success into a single business unit with a common goal of optimizing their revenue cycle. We'll unearth how innovators integrate data, technology, people, and processes to expedite demand generation and increase recurring revenue. Sit back, tune in, and get ready to meet a member of the Revenue Generation. Here's the host of the Revenue Generator podcast, the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. Welcome to the Revenue Generator podcast, where we members of the Revenue Generation share solutions for how you can integrate your business to optimize revenue. I'm your host and the CMO of Lean Data, Doug Bell. And today we're going to discuss why marketing has to be in sync with sales development and best practices in building a sales development department. Joining us is Quinn Folk, who is the Director of Sales Development at Snowflake which delivers the data cloud, mobilizing your data with near unlimited scale and performance, also a recent unicorn. And today, Quinn and I are going to discuss sales development as core competency. Okay, here's my conversation with Quinn Folk, the Director of Sales Development at Snowflake. Quinn, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great having you on board. It's always really good to have members of the Snowflake team on the podcast. So let's level set to the audience today. What's an ideal SDR candidate at Snowflake? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to build a culture of excellence. I think there's a handful of traits that are just baseline. At a minimum, they have to have an unquenchable intellectual curiosity. This is lifelong learners. And, you know, I try to to sniff that out in the interview process by getting them to speak about things that interest them. You know, for a company like Snowflake, it is an enterprise grade selling motion. So we really do need to have intellectual aptitude that they can retain, you know, complex topics ranging from the technology that we sell, but also business acumen. What are the trends within the industry, within the geo, within the company itself, and what are the big top-down initiatives? Outside of that, I think that a degree of, and this is the cliche one that all sales development leaders say is grit or drive for results. We call it at Snowflake, a fire in the belly. We want that person that's going to thrive in friendly competition where, you know, they're rooting for their peers, but it really gets to them when they're falling down the stack rankings. Some other areas, I mean, I could go on at length with this one. I think for our culture in particular, the ability to collaborate. So, you know, we want the people that are looking to their peers to not only learn from, but also contribute and really telegraphing those learnings. Meaning, you know, if someone's six months into their journey at Snowflake and they, they know that they really struggled with something, they're reaching out to the new hires to, to assist them proactively instead of, you know, waiting for the new hires to, to reach out to them. So it's not a bad blueprint, Quinn, right? So ideal candidate, SDR candidate for you guys, loves to learn, like right? a real desire to learn. Heard the gritty thing before. You know, I think that's important, though. I don't think that's an easy job overall. And there's a lot of failing as much as there is succeeding. So grit makes a lot of sense. And it sounds like, you know, that desire to succeed, the competitive edge is really important for you guys as well. And ultimately, just the ability to wrap all those things together. And Quinn, I've got to ask, do you guys find yourself looking for 
indicators that a person's going to be a great learner or indicators that they're going to be competitive. Quite often, I've heard that SDR leaders will tend to recruit people that have a background in athletics. Is there some markers that you look for that say, hey, this is likely to be a really good candidate for us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, previous experience in a competitive environment is key. That said, I think that SDR leaders fall into the trap of, you know, being very binary with that. And they say, oh, you played baseball, you must be good at this. And that's not necessarily the case. So, you know, I I think the, the most important thing to me to get an interview is that intellectual curiosity. And that comes out during the question section. So, you know, I'm really looking for three things when someone's asking me questions in the interview. That's, did they do the legwork in preparation for the interview? Do they have intellectual curiosity? And do they have the business acumen to be able to connect the dots? So, you know, when you're interviewing dozens of people, as my managers are, you're going to see all of the cliche questions over and over. You know, what does it take to be successful? Why did you choose this company? And, you know, it, it's, it's easy to spot a bad question. Our best candidates are going to frame a very thoughtful question. So, for instance, in preparation for this interview, I listened to the Rise of the Data Cloud podcast. And, you know, in that podcast, your CEO talks about the importance of the data marketplace and the long-term vision of the data cloud strategy. And I'm curious, historically, how has the SDR org supported the data marketplace and how do you foresee that support evolving as it becomes a more of an emphasis for the company that checks the preparation it checks the intellectual curiosity and then certainly the business acumen to know it, how it impacts their role okay quinn so look the great resignation it's really been something that's been very present for leadership in especially in silicon valley and it's definitely affected a lot of people's kind of planning and how they're going about recruiting Talk to me about recruiting at Snowflake for SDRs in the face of the great resignation. And have you guys had to adapt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everybody's having to adapt a little bit. You know, it's not lost on me that I'm coming from a different vantage than a lot of other companies. Snowflake is a truly unique experience. We're beyond the massive IPO, uh, the rate that we're growing from 100 million to a billion and beyond the disruptive nature of our technology. It's, it's just a different animal. And so I benefit from a lot of that. Prior to Snowflake, I, I was working at a lot of Series B, Series C startups where you really have to fight not only to land the talent, but also to retain this. And this predates the great resignation. And that's probably for a first-time manager, uh, the hardest aspect of their job is the retaining that talent. So some of the things over the years that I found to be effective is, you know, really having a programmatic onboarding where it's very clearly defined what they're learning, when they're learning it. At Snowflake, we have a three-week SDR ops-led onboarding program where, you know, they're taught all aspects of the job, the technology, working with your account executives, all of that. Then the next chapter is enablement by the manager. And so this takes the form of team meetings, weekly one-on-ones. And, you know, at Snowflake, we've taken it a step further. We've introduced very specific programs for different stages of your arch as an SDR. So after onboarding, you enter snow tracks, which is really designed to continue to teach you different aspects of the SDR role while you progress in the role. 
And then, you know, clearly defined promotion pathing is another important piece. I think a lot of times companies will lose talent, not necessarily because the SDRs are, are waiting too long to get promoted, just that there's too much ambiguity around the career pathing. So for us, it's four full quarters of exceeding your targets, and then you're eligible to interview for that promotion. Well, in that quarter that you're interviewing, you're entered into what we call Snowbound. And whereas Snowtrack is designed to teach you SDR skills, Snowbound is designed to teach you the skills of the next role, that being our CAE org or inside sales. So you're really learning all aspects of the sales cycle, all of the things that you weren't exposed to in SDR. And, you know, that translates into how we measure success. I think oftentimes companies will get burned by resignations because they're viewing success as how quickly can we promote people to that next role. I don't think that that's the right way to look at it. I think that to really retain talent, you need to measure success on how quickly do the people that you promote ramp into being productive in that next role. And if they know that you're bought into that, regardless if you're at a big company or at a smaller, earlier stage company, if they know that you care about their pathing, I think that's the most important step to retaining talent. So I think there's a lot to unpack there, Quinn. So let's pull that apart and let's yeah. break it down into a lot of really good best practices for the audience. The first thing is you're going to admit fully that there's a certain advantage Snowflake has. There's a brand, there's a reputation based on the fact that the company is a snowflake. Sorry, no pun intended, right? But it's a unicorn at the end of the day. It's a unique company. So you have that advantage going in, but it sounds like really what you're saying here is the great resignation or whatever you know macroeconomic impact is landing on our doorstep as a result of COVID. At the end of the day, it's about your proficiency as an organization, the ability to recruit, build, and track talent in the SDR organization. And that's really your bulk work, it sounds like, against the great resignation. So I have to ask, Quinn, is there really a lot of additional pressure on your organization? You're finding increased turnover as the results of the great resignation. You guys finding you guys are holding on better to talent than you would have expected? You know, it's a good question. I think that there was a stretch about six, nine months ago that everybody was feeling it a little bit more acutely than they are now when it was unclear when that, you know, if, if companies were ever going to return to the office and you had a lot of people on your teams that had experienced office life and then they'd been working remote and this was causing, I don't know, dare I say an existential crisis for some of them. Whereas now, you know, we're recruiting for people that we know are able to work from home that are in a situation where they can be effective in uncertainty. So I think the most important piece, and you hit on this, is, is that recruiting piece. What's the why? I feel like a lot of companies succumb to the pressure of just putting butts in seats for the SDR role. It's entry level, you know, give them a phone and, and anybody can figure it out. And I would encourage leaders to, to really, really hire slow and make sure that you have people that are in the seat and, and understand, you know, what is their vision for the next five years of their career if they land there? And then continue to probe on that to really get to the meat of their why and, and what's making them tick. So, Quinn, we got a lot of really good best practice information when you talked about your recruiting practices and we talked about 
you know, how you recognize and track people for further development. You just don't onboard and you make sure they're developing in their career, recognizing their skill set. It's a really good best practice. So I want to share with our audience your remaining best practices. We're going to go with a lightning round of best practices. So ready, Quinn, what other best practices would you recommend? Lightning round, go. All right. Well, I think the partnerships with the AEs is paramount. And this isn't only enabling the AEs to understand what the relationship should work like at this company, but it's also empowering the SDRs who, many of them, this is their first job, in how to set expectations and work with the account executives they support. Visibility is huge. I think that the most important aspect of a leader's job in sales development is to identify best practices and spread them across the team. So when someone's doing well, you need to make sure that those skills are passed along. And then, you know, ultimately it is a competitive job. So providing visibility into stack rankings is paramount. And this isn't only, you know, the final score, the outputs of, in our world, meetings and sales qualified opportunities. It can be competitive fires in in any form. So this could be, you know, who's generating the most meetings with LinkedIn video, who is generating the most, scheduling the most meetings that complete in the next 48 hours. And so I think creating little micro spiffs and visibility into that are a great way to not only, you know, foster competition, but build culture. That's great. Quinn, so what I'm hearing here is partnership with the AEs is really critical, creating as much visibility as you can. And then it sounds like those two things also lead to being able to create a competitive environment on top of the amazing onboarding programs that you guys have in place and your ability to track and nurture people and talent as they go. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Revenue Generator Podcast. Thanks to Quinn Folk, Director of Sales Development at Snowflake, for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Quinn and I are going to discuss should sales development report into marketing. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Quinn, or if you'd like to contact Quinn, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit his company website at snowflake.com. Just one link in our show notes I want to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while listening to this podcast, head over to RevGenPod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter, apply to be a speaker on the Revenue Generator podcast, or you can even share your revenue generation questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is RevGenPod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is at MarketUpKit. If you haven't subscribed yet and want a daily stream of RevGen strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. Okay, that's all for today. But until next time, keep cranking because the revenue isn't going to generate itself. <laughs> <laughs>